Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We're playing Forbidden Lands. Tonight, we are picking up right where we left off. Uh, we are in the tavern of the All-Seeing Tater. Uh, this is a tavern underneath the town of Terran. And Mirren and Zaldrin have had a little bit of fun carousing while Gunk and Bacho were figuring out how to deal with a parasite in the proprietress's mother. But we're going to jump back a little bit. Mirren, while you were sitting at the table drinking, uh, you're trying to put these morose thoughts behind you. You're not quite successful. You can't help but think about death and dying. Della was telling you about how there's a shadow on your shoulder. How does Mirren imagine that she will die or would like to die? Mirren, she knows that her death, be it through violence and choking on her own blood or sort of a gnawing hunger that leaves protruding ribs, it doesn't really matter. Um, her true death will be when she can no longer run away and when Isla catches up with her when she takes her in her arms and embraces her kind of like a, a riptide pulling down a swimmer. Grief and water, hand in hand, pulling her under to some old forgotten place. That will be her true death. She wonders which of her parents, honestly, after hearing the innkeeper, which of her parents fell first and which broke the laws and lures of Orr's rest and ran, kind of like what she did. She knows. She doesn't really remember their faces anymore, her parents, uh, but her grandparents and their stories when her parents never returned are seared into her very being. An impossible tale and a sworn oath all in one to the old gods. When I die, I will hear a kind of knocking, the sound only created when a fist is banging on the inside of a pine coffin. And it will be inescapable for me. That is what she knows. I need to write that down. Uh, next time you roll poorly, <laughs> I got to play a knocking sound. <laughs> Excellent. All right, we're jumping forward again a few minutes. So the four of you are now in Mildreth, Della's mother. Uh, you're in Mildreth's bedroom. And Della has uh, gone into a strange fit. And she started... Uh, prophesizing i don't know the right word for that uh gunk gave her a sleeping potion and that has fully taken effect now so she's no longer spouting the same uh, verse over and over but she is still unconscious on the floor mildreth you have restrained and basically tied to her bed and the chef of the tavern Birik, uh has just opened the door uh, carrying a bundle of knives because Zaldrin said you needed them to help Mildreth uh, and sees this scene. What's going on here? How are you responding? It's his mother-in-law, right? Like, that's the... He's right? not married to Della. Oh, he's not uh, he just okay. works for her. All right, okay, sorry. Uh, I was going to make a mother-in-law joke, but never mind. Um, uh, it is... Uh, everything is fine. I know this looks... This is this is what it looks like. I don't know what this looks like. The point is, uh, I don't uh, know what this looks like either. Mildred is very very ill. She has a parasite inside of her, and uh, I, I know that she bit me. She has a parasite inside her. Well, 
alcohol would make chopped it that out, chopped it in half and tore it out, but right. maybe more. They might exactly. And um, have you have that's you why you wanted feeling? the knives? You need to cut it out. Yes, we think Bacho might have gotten it all, but you never know. There could be others inside. How what happened to Della? Uh, she was panicking, so I gave her some medication. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Just to calm her down. Oh, no. Um, okay. Well, this is a mess. Um, it is. Mildred, she's restrained, right? Uh, yeah, yes. I think so. Uh, yeah, I was trying to say that in character. Uh, oh, my bad. No worries. Yes. Okay. Um, you can't perform any surgery on her until Della comes back. I, I cannot allow that. That, uh, I understand what you're saying. Uh, that is fine. Uh, I'm kind of more curious right now about this bite that you suffered. She bit you. Uh, how long ago? Was oh, this? it's nothing. It's a scratch. It's no big right. deal. Uh, Barely I, pierced the skin. Could I, could I take a look at it, please? Do you need to? Yeah, I suppose. And he starts unwrapping the bandage. Uh, and it's like right on his wrist, right where his hand joins his arm. Uh, and yeah. there are several small bite marks that are very circular in nature, not really like a human jaw. Yes. Um, when she bit you, uh, was there anything odd that you noticed about her uh, her mouth when it happened or um, anything like that? Or is it... Because if you see here... Well, it hurt the, like hell. All right. I think you're going to want to sit down here. Go ahead. Uh, is Aldrin here? Okay, and he just kind of like moves and leans against a table that's against the wall. And yes, all so, four of you are here. Zaldrin, do you need you, my assistance? Could you bring a, a chair uh, for our friend, please? Is, is, yes, I, of course. I want him to get the seat. And then, um, oh man, I kind of want... I, I'm going to kind of like do the classic cover my mouth and just sort of talk into Bacho's ear. We should probably restrain him too. I think I see the uh, the similar bite marks. Mm. Bacha will put his big clawed hands on his shoulders and be like, listen, friend, you've probably been infected, so we're going to ensure that you're restrained and we're going to try to figure out how to get this parasite out of you before it does to you what it did to Mildred. Well, no one's restraining me, okay? I, I want to help Mildred, but I, this is ridiculous. You're not... We saw these things kill an entire village. No, hold up the slashed head that Bacho, because he he slashed it in half. Slashed and and squished, because someone stepped on it as well. Okay. Uh, But you can, like, peel it off the floor, and it's flattened and juicy. Do you want this inside of you? snake? No, it is not a snake. No, of course not. It is a worm-like parasite that was inside of uh, uh, Mildred here. And it's like... Gunker Bacho... Give me a manipulation with plus one for the other one. Helping. Zaldrin oh, <laughs> didn't have long to go to grab a chair and come back. So right. she's... Yeah, you went out to the tavern. Chair. You you grabbed a chair or a stool from one of the nearby tables. Uh, Wolford is still singing out there, completely oblivious to any sort of danger or tension that you guys are feeling. And he's actually drawn a bit of a crowd. Uh, the tavern itself was mostly empty. Uh, the it's filled up a little bit, and the people are tending to sit closer to Woford as well. Uh, but you grab the chair, you bring it back in. Uh, Gunk, how'd you do? Uh, well, good news and bad news. First round, not so great. <laughs> Pushed it, got three successes, but also took a point of empathy damage. So, you know. Okay, that's not too A little bad. column A, a little column B. Three successes. Oops. Three successes. 
okay, listen, I, I understand this is dangerous. I definitely don't want a parasite. That's awful. Um, what if I isolate myself? I'll stay here in the room with Mildred. I won't come out. That that's gotta be a fair compromise. These things take over your mind and your, your body and puppet you around, ensuring that you go elsewhere and infect others, just like Mildreth bit you. You don't think she wanted to bite you, do you? But Mildreth has been sick for days. It was the first time she bit me. She's gotten progressively worse. If I'm sick, it's going to take a it's gonna take you're not, time. You're not sick. You have a parasite in you that we can remove so you don't get sick at all. Are you sure I have the parasite? What if what if she just bit me and listen, I don't have it? Listen, friend, friend, do you see this mark? And I'm going to hold his hand up. Do you see the tiny little teeth marks? Do you see this? That was not Mildred's mouth who, who bit, bit into your flesh. It was the creature that was nested within her throat. And it, and it came out while she was biting you and it bit you in the skin. Listen, look. Okay. And I will show I him. The, this is serious. But I will show him the squish thing too. Be like, do you with, see with them? With Della unconscious, someone has to run the tavern. Who's going to run the tavern? I have an idea. Mirren's got it. <laughs> you need alcohol. If you make your blood alcohol, you can make it inhospitable. Okay. Um, I can definitely drink. use a drink anyways. He takes the the <laughs> pint from you and just starts chewing. But Bacho reaches up and starts scratching his ear, thinking to himself, I don't think this is how it works, but okay. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, uh, I don't think it's going to hurt. Uh, so we can yeah. we can fast forward a little bit. Uh, Birik is definitely concerned about running the tavern. So if with the three manipulation, uh, three successes, you're definitely able to convince him to go your way. So as long as one of you can can promise to run the tavern, try to keep things in order. You don't have to cook, but you can surveil. Uh, he'll go along with it. Uh, and he'll uh, agree to be somewhat restrained in the room. Like you can bind his hands, uh, but he's not going to let you like tie him to a bed or anything like that. I can serve alcohol. It's not that difficult to do. I can, I can handle help. it. <laughs> Zaldrin is a horse princess, so she needs help. Yeah, absolutely. I think what I lack in customer service, you will. Yes. Excel. We make people happy with lots of alcohol. Speaking was, of, Woford is just yeah, out there, uh, center of attention. So if we were looking for a diversion, he's successful. All right. He can help. He knows. Uh, yeah, he can help. You've, you've got dropping this. some coin in, into his uh, hat there. Bacho leans uh, over to Gunk and he's like, Gunka, if if these if these humans won't cooperate, I mean, we can always just resupply and leave this town behind. If the whole human population wants to drop off the face of the earth, I don't really care. Right, I'm not particularly too uh, enamored with them either. I just assume at some point they will possibly go to the scrailing. I've already uh, seen. Yeah, so you're I'm right. Gonna... You're right. I. They just frustrate me with their lack of faith in the pack. Mm. Always asking, always asking wasteful questions. Anyhow. I should have just knocked him out, but uh, you're right. Still good. I think I have more <laughs> of the sleeping potion left as well. So, Gunk, I know you were concerned about the cats as well. Uh, oh, so yeah. you want to try they're, and they're filled uh, round with horrible up. parasites, and they're about to infect the whole city. That's that's what's happening. There is a good chance that none of them have left the tavern. People are coming and going from the front door, 
uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean they've let one out. So the way I'd like to handle this, uh, first to start with, Zaldrin, I know you've been drinking with Mirren, but you are, uh, to be polite, a heavier body weight, uh, so the alcohol won't hit you as hard. Do you think you're drunk right now? I would not imagine um, that there was enough no? time for you could have had several to become ways. intoxicated. I did. It does not mean that I am drunk. Okay. I can um, roll if you would like me to. No, no, it's fair. It, it, this is entirely your judgment call. Jeff, I did not call her fat. I was trying to be polite. <laughs> that, you definitely, I heard it. We do have a recording of this. And you basically just I actually think fat. in one of the first sessions, there was a combination of like old and large that kind of came all at the same time. And Wolford said your breath smelled too. I'm sorry I'm thinking about you so much. I don't know why it all goes to you. Uh, so the way I'd like to handle this, uh, Jeff, you were there when uh, all the cats came out. Bacho, you were there too. Uh, but Jeff, I'd like you to roll a lore check to try and remember exactly how many cats and what they looked like. Uh, and the rest of you, I want you to roll movement checks to try and herd these cats. And for each success from the four of you, you will successfully herd a cat. Mirren, you are drunk. So I'm going to give you a plus one because you don't care if the cats scratch you. Plus one. Awesome. All right. Zaldrin, I was going to give you the plus one too, but uh, Do, you said does you me were... having extra successes help as well, or is it just a number? Yes. So okay. uh, all four of you, the amount of successes okay. uh, is going to count. And uh, if you get enough successes, Jeff, you'll remember that there were only uh, six or so cats that came out of the door. Uh, I'm going to push it. I didn't get any successes. <laughs> I will also push because I also did not get any successes. All right, I got one success and two, took two points of agility damage, so I'm not rolling rocks here. <laughs> one success and one point of agility damage. Wow, no oh, points of agility wow. damage and three successes on my nice. three. So that's five. Jeff, how'd you do? Also three successes, but three I did take successes. one point of wits damage. Yeah. All right, that's eight successes. That's more than enough. You get all seven cats. Uh, Gunk, you specifically somehow you were able to recall exactly which cats came out, what they looked like, um, and you were able to, uh, between the four of you, uh, herd them back into the room. And the strange thing is, as you guys are almost panicking, going around this tavern, uh, trying to herd these cats, some of them are very angry because they're panicked, and they're scratching at you as well, which is how you take a lot of your agility damage. As you're doing this, you have Woford giving you the soundtrack of the scene, and it's surprisingly positive and pleasant. He's just singing, Sometimes I wonder what you see in me. Is it someone you're wishing or hoping I'll be? Sometimes I wonder I can't help myself. Will your love go someplace with somebody else? And I want to tell you, come rain or come shine, that I'll always be your love if you'll always be mine. A very positive, upbeat, uh, hopeful song. Uh, Three-Eyed Cat, that was just for you. Uh, <laughs> interspersed by the like every time yes <laughs> like, with the screeching like cat. of cats the cursing of you all as you get scratched uh but eventually you get them all herded into that room uh 
I don't think with, we want to put them into that room, though. Can we put them into okay. another uh, location, a different room upstairs or someplace else? Just because of just, there's parasites. Yeah, absolutely. There are multiple this rooms in This is my best cavern. friend. You can't well, take it away. Here's what I'm thinking. There's a cauldron uh, where there was stew before. Oh, we no. Could... Oh, no. Listen, gunk is a rat person. It is a old uh, evolutionary hatred of cats. So you'd be perfectly fine just, just <laughs> to be safe taking them out. Uh, so this is a good point to emphasize that we have safety rules in place. Uh, we have lines and veils. And mm -hmm. one of our lines is no pet harm. Uh, so we can pretend that we're going to harm the cats, but we will not actually harm the cats. I'm going to draw a line there. <laughs> okay. No, it's my best I friend. Know, I'm taking all the fun out. Best friend. You can't. Mirren. Mirren. No. It, it, you Mirren. can't. Mirren. My pack mate. It you may can't. have a parasite in it that will turn you into a festering zombie creature oh. that we will then have to kill. So let's just watch it from a distance for a while. It's so cuddly. And and the Zaldrin one that Mira's is holding going is... to go ahead. Zaldrin's gonna find like a you know, like a bar rag that you know any bar always has bar rags, and she's gonna like roll up a bar rag and she's just gonna because Mirren's fairly drunk, and that's how Mirren's been playing it. And so Zaldrin is just going to oh Mirren, isn't Wolford's singing voice just so surprising? Oh yeah, isn't I know that... it's so good. Quick change cat to and the uh, cat that Mirren's holding is surprisingly docile, but it's also extremely fat. So it's just maybe it's just lazy. Uh, but she's got an arm directly under the the uh, top two legs. And there's just a giant belly of a cat underneath there that basically drags along the ground because Mirren's not tall enough to really hold it high enough. Could be just full of Ooh. worms. Evil it worms. very well could be. <laughs> uh, well, now yes, I'm hugging can... a rag. <laughs> you can absolutely find another room, most likely Della's room or Birix, uh, because <laughs> they stay in the tavern as well, uh, that you can uh, secure the cats in. You can check them out if you want, or you can just leave them in there. What would you guys like to do? I think we should check them out. Uh, what do you think, Gunk? I mean, if we can make sure that they're not infected, then that's one less way <laughs> that these things can get out. You will he again, Gunk is a rat. Gunk continues, does not like these things. They might not be affected with this parasite, but they are infected with something I can guarantee you. But no, we should we should investigate. We should look at them. I guess I should look at them. It's gonna be an animal handling check. Um and I'll say that at least one person can help. Soldrin. Uh, but <laughs> between the four of you, it would be a little too difficult to like each inspect a single cat. Yeah, so, Zaldrin, Zaldrin, would have if just one person helps you, you get a plus one. The last cat from Mirren. And kind of walked it over to Gunk. Uh, I, you've been working on this. I can provide assistance. Fat cat. Fine. Ugh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, and Gunk is Gunk doesn't have a lot of empathy left right now, so he's. In uh, we do a, have audience uh, D6s by the dozens, so Burn if you'd like some assistance. Okay. My friend is moist now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'll push that. Nothing yet. All right, got one success. Take... I did. Okay. Uh, did you take plus one for Zaldrin helping? I did not. Let me roll that again. Uh, push. Still just one. Okay. Uh, one success. You're going through these cats, and 
some of them are very fat. Others seem a bit more lean and predatory. Those are the ones you don't like the most. Um, but you can't necessarily see that any of them have parasites. Uh, they claw and scratch at you when you try to like open their jaws to look inside, but none of them are uh, none of them seem to have an eel where their tongue should be or anything like that. Uh, you look for the sores that uh, Skull had, uh, the the headman of the Warren that was wiped out. Um, none of them seem to have those kind of uh, bumps and open sores that Skull had. So you feel fairly confident that these cats don't have them, but that's not a guarantee. It, it could just be very early stages. I'll just leave them locked up in here for a few days. See if any of them turn. We can bring them food and then check on them. I mean, we can, but we will bring like them a waste food. of food. You could be nice <laughs> to point. my friends. Uh, that Mirren, one's okay, Mirren. but the other one's... <laughs> it's squishy now. And at it's this point, Zaldrin... the parasites inside. The patrons of this bar are starting to get upset that they have not been served ale uh, in a timely manner. And so what Zaldrin skill do you out. think you're using to try and work at this bar? Animal handling? No. Um, <laughs> what would actually be? Okay uh, maybe this? a move, or I—I I would take sleight of hand. You, you gotta be deft to handle those move. trays. Move would move? be way better. Okay. I thought it was talking to them, calming them down, which is not going to go very well. I have a feeling that you're not trying to calm them down. You're just trying to get beers in their hands, and that'll do the just, same thing. Just move. Okay. Me. That was loud. Uh, one success. One success. All right. So these patrons definitely started getting pretty angry. Uh, Woford uh, singing is exciting them, but they also want ale as they enjoy the music. Uh, so they are getting a little unruly towards you. But as you start handing out the ales, you're tapping the kegs, you're filling up all the uh, mugs, handing them out. Oh, puppy. Um, you're able to calm them down a bit. Uh, you definitely get some of those angry people that are just assholes for no reason. Like what took so long, but with, you know, classic Zaldrin response of either something very, uh, just you do, you, you have it now. <laughs> and then she'll just yeah, walk away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want? You got it. Uh, you're able to get them calm. It's annoying. It's stressful. Uh, but you're able to work through the night and keep it going. At one point, though, a customer walks into this bar and they're an orc, which this is the first orc you've seen in this entire town. Um, probably one of the first orcs you've seen in a long time, because most of them stay in Orokoa, the hometown of the orcs. There are a few that travel like you. It's not uncommon. It's not unheard of. Uh, but they tend to stick together in groups. They don't necessarily go to a lot of the settlements. And he comes in and he starts going to a table uh, and he sees that you're handing out ale and he starts intently watching you for a while. And you're so busy at this point that you can't really do much about it because you're just trying to keep refilling these mugs, keep handing them out. But at some point he does come up to you and this is a giant orc. By the time he reaches you, you've got a, a strong build. You're muscular. Uh, no one would want to mess with you. This guy is like a foot taller than you. 
at least 50 pounds heavier than you. And he, he's got the, you know, classic orc shaved head and uh, the, the pointy ears. As he talks, you see that he's missing a teeth, missing a tooth. And he says something that's very strange and kind of catches you off guard. The eagle claws are sharp, but the snake's fane pierces deep. And he just kind of waits for a response, letting that hang there. Do I know how to respond to this? You can give me a lore test if you'd like. All right, that's just three. I will take an audience. Thank you, audience. Uh, mm, I'm going to take some wits damage, but I'll push. Okay, so I took one wits damage, so I actually have a willpower for the first time in a very long time, and I got one success. Okay, with that one success, uh, basic background on the orcs is that they're a very clannish society. Uh, they have families that stick together and they vie for power between each other. There is a very uh, big family. Uh, they call themselves the Eagle Clan, and you obviously would have heard of them growing up uh, throughout your life. Whether you came from Oracoa or you were born somewhere else, this is just something that every orc knows. And you would also know that their emblem is the eagle's claw, uh, a, a talon. Many of them uh, will hunt eagles to actually take their talons and like wear them in their hair or attach them in some way. Uh, it's a rite of passage for many warriors. So the eagle's claws are sharp, has a very deep meaning to most orcs. The snake's fang pierces deep. That sounds like gibberish to you. You don't know what this means whatsoever. Uh, friend, it is good to see. Uh, not many of us here or on the roads of late. I must say I didn't quite catch that last line there. And from the moment you say friend... You can see he kind of like shrinks back. He takes a step back. He's a little bit more on guard. I'm sorry. I must have the wrong person. Uh, uh, if you were looking for another one of ours, I haven't seen one since I've been here, but haven't been here long. Apologies. I just arrived myself today. I will try a different tavern. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, she'll, I'm assuming she's got a couple, you know, pints in her hand and she'll just kind of sling one his way. I mean, you're here. You want one? Everybody else seems to want one. Can I have one? I am thirsty. The road's been long. Thank you. Uh, and he'll take the pint and he'll find a table to sit down at. It's one of the emptier tables further away from Woford. Uh, but he'll start staying there the rest of the night. If you'd like to interact with him more, you can. Uh, but you are also trying to stay busy serving this tavern. So it's your call. How much would you like to uh, pursue this? Um, Sort of in passing, because he didn't seem like he really wanted somebody to just like you know, chat him up too much, but just while, um, you know, kind of bussing and, you know, kind of refills and whatnot, you know, kind of while she passes by his table, she might just say, uh, my group came in from the West. How about you? Also from the West. My name is Utska. Yours? Zaldrin. It is a pleasure. It is warming to see a fellow orc among these small folk. I am towering over half of my group at all times. They're good people, but it's sometimes good to look someone eye to eye. If you just arrived today, 
How did you already find work at a tavern? Uh, we knocked the innkeeper out. Mirren's just been following Zaldrin along this whole time as Zaldrin's slinging <laughs> yeah. ale. Yeah. Mirren's following along with her own fight. You're doing and, a great job, Zaldrin. <laughs> Zaldrin's, you know, kind of visage will sort of soften a little bit as she, you know, kind of looks over to Mirren and then. Um, I'm very tall. Come across a blight of sorts in our travels. Have you also? A blight. What do you mean? Uh, and she'll kind of lower her voice a little bit. Um, parasites, specifically. Parasite? No, I've not seen any such thing. Come across this in multiple locations, and it seems to have found its way here. Zaldrin, could you give me an insight check? Uh, Mirren, when you chimed in, yes. Utska started to scowl almost immediately. <laughs> and then he, like almost exaggeratingly leaned up and over as if he was trying to see you over the table. I can see you too. Wise. Did you like my cat? No. It's a kitty cat. <laughs> Zaldrin, how'd you do? Uh, one success. One success. Okay. Uh, so when you mentioned a blight, you could tell that Utska got very concerned. Uh, a look of stress or worry came over his face, but when you mentioned it was a parasite, he almost relaxed a little bit, as if that made things better. Can assure you, it is quite dangerous. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Uh, I, parasites are scary. And she sort of gives him a look, and then doesn't really have time to um, defend her bravery. <laughs> at that and so she'll just sort of sigh and like not cutting off the conversation but she's gonna you know bust a couple tables yeah, and you've got work to do yeah. uh let's cut to gunk and bacho uh zaldrin is working in the tavern mirin is causing chaos everywhere uh bouncing between you and following zaldrin i assume uh wherever the ale takes her what are the two of you doing you have these cats secluded uh you have birik who his hands are uh, loosely bound, uh, secured, and Mildreth is tied to the bed, extremely secure. Della has the sleep poison, which won't wear off anytime soon. Probably want to move Della to a back to her room, so she's not in the room with the two possibly infected people. Right. However, she is the one who. Uh, and then he will realize that Barrick is in the room. Ah, this way, this way. And we'll step out of the room before he says this part. She is the one whose eyes rolled into the back of her, her sockets and she spouted that prophecy. So I am not certain that she is not um, somehow involved. Maybe not infected, mm. but something. She seems yeah, um, uh, touched as she was able to see Mirin's friend or some such. Uh, the ancestors perhaps were speaking through her. Maybe the uh, old pack that has passed into the Shadowlands is a warning. Calling perhaps. back as a warning, indeed. It's, she seemed to be concerned about the coming week of night. Yes. And sir. that it might if, bring about an end to this place. If yes. I can interrupt real quick, uh, Gunk, you are acquainted with magic, to say the least. Uh, and you can sense a bit of magic as well. 
Um, I'm going to bend those rules a little bit. You don't sense any magical artifacts, but since you gave Della the sleep poison and you were around her, you begin to see a recurring theme. Della, as soon as she saw Mirren, said she saw a dark shadow on her shoulder. The name of the tavern is the All-Seeing Tater, and it's got eyes all over the tater, human eyes, as in you have more than two eyes. And then she does this prophecy. There's a very good chance that Della is touched by some sort of magic, whether she's capable of controlling that or not. Uh, she's definitely some sort of seer. She's much like myself, then. She uh, she has a bit of this sight, is what I would call it. I have some of these powers as well, but hers might be different. The Earth Mother speaks to me and through me, grants me powers and gifts. Perhaps there is another that is reaching out to her. Perhaps she does not yet know how to uh, harness the uh, the information, the powers that the gods are, are giving her. Curious. Perhaps we should befriend her, make allies with her. She could be useful in the coming troubles. You're always wise, Gunk. Well, then we should move her someplace safe while she sleeps off this, uh, the, the potion you gave her. Beric, does, uh, does Della have a room uh, within the inn, the tavern? Yeah, and uh, Beric would give you basic directions of where all the rooms are, which ones are guest rooms, which one's Della's room. Uh, he would tell you that. And uh, he would also offer all of you uh, two rooms to stay in for the night free of charge because you're trying to help. Uh you can see that as he's tied up, he's becoming a little more concerned with the situation, and maybe he's trying to bribe you into thinking that that will keep things a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Passive instead of aggressive. Uh, he, he's definitely having second thoughts now that he's restrained, uh, but he does want what's best for Mildred and Della, uh, so he, he wants uh, to help you as much as he can. We we should remove her and then return and see if we can get this parasite out of Beric before it causes too much harm to him. So Pacha will, will lean over and pick up Della. She doesn't weigh that much uh, compared to his strength, and, and he'll take her to her room and, and lay her out, cover her up, try to do the human things, even though he doesn't understand them. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it, it's really just one room over, so it's not that far uh, and you can put her on the bed. You kind of wrap the blanket around her. She's on top of the blanket when you set her down. You pull the blanket from the other side. So it's kind of like a burrito. Like she wouldn't be comfortable, but you don't know mm -hmm. how it works. Uh, but yeah, you get her all set up and she is uh, fine in that room. So and Bacho, obviously. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and then Bacho would go back to assist Gunk in case there's some kind of reaction by the, any parasite left in that room. And I would say when Saldrin sees that you all seem to be kind of winding things down, she will probably, unless it's ridiculously early, try to close the tavern up early. Like kind of when she's done, like she's had enough trying to be social <laughs> for the night. And be like, you know what? Everybody Absolutely. go. Home. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with the check you had before. And you're an intimidating persona. Uh, so basically you say last call and your last call for you means that no one gets any more ale. It, it's not even you come up for the last call. It's like we're done. Uh, so Woford sings two or three more songs there. People drain uh, what's left of their dregs uh, and they start to slowly filter out. Uh, 
Gunk, can you roll me a D3? Uh, Sleeping Poison uh, has unconsciousness for D6 hours. You said you weren't giving her the full thing. Full thing that's so let's do D3. Uh, four. I rolled a four. D3. So, so a two would be a two. Sorry. Two. Okay. Uh, so we'll say it's been about an hour there. We're going to be fast and loose with our quarter days here tonight uh, because technically you're in the quarter that you're supposed to be sleeping, uh, but we'll go along with it. Zaldrin, you get uh, most people out. Wolford's a little upset uh, that his set was cut short, but you do see that he's gathered quite a bit of coin uh, from these people. Uh, so he, he's a little excited about that. Um, I believe that uh, all of that attention that you got suggests that uh, your singing is not necessarily pleasant in the orc kinds of singing that we do, but I think in these human ears that they all seem to enjoy it. So uh, good job. I think that's the closest you've ever come to giving me a compliment. That might be the closest you've come to doing something to earn a compliment. <laughs> uh, he looks a little downtrodden that. And Zaldrin, you go to uh, start to bar the door to the tavern. Uh, and just as you're closing the door, uh, someone comes up and starts it, pushing against it and knocking on the door at the same time. Uh, it's not very forceful. Uh, and it's a very light knock. And you hear a soft voice coming from the other side. I'm sorry, it it's early. I thought I could still make it. I heard Wolford was here. And she'll kind of lift the bar. Sorry, that uh, I sneeze coming. And she'll kind of lift the bar um, and just kind of open the door. Whoa, friend of yours. Wolford uh, was counting his coins, uh, looks over. You, you pull the door open a little bit and you see a fair woman with pale skin, a uh, little bit darker ha- hair. Uh, she does look pretty dirty, like she's been working outside or in some sort of uh cleaning where uh, she's moving dirt around uh, but she lights up when she sees Wilford Wilford and whoa uh, as we're calling him now uh, calls her Ainsworth I I haven't seen you in so long and she at this point uh, tries to like push the door open uh, but Zaldrin you're strong enough she can't really do it so she just kind of like slides in instead and rushes up to embrace Woford and just plants a kiss right on him. Uh, Woford seems surprised a little bit, but then he doesn't really mind it. Uh, and after a short kiss, he kind of pulls her back. Uh, and she just starts fawning over him. And then she's very concerned about like the bandage over his eye. She gently peels it back. Uh, and she's, oh, what happened to you? Oh, you're, you're so brave to be able to deal with this. And so on and so on. Zaldrin's going to open the door a little wider. Uh, anybody else coming in for kisses for woe? Anybody else? No. Uh, you, you see a <laughs> stick out there, the scrailing that Gunk met uh, before. Uh, and he's still got the the uh, cart that they're pulling that like uh, they're shoveling up some compost. And when you say kisses for Woford, what you talking about, lady? And then you... <laughs> They just immediately start going back to work. Uh, have a have a good have a good night. Closes the door, bars the door. You close the door, bar the door. Uh, Woford and Ainsworth uh, start going to a corner of the tavern. It's not like secluded, but they're uh, trying to just talk quietly to each other. The four of you. Is there anything else you'd like to do before this quarter day ends? Oh, Bacho just needs to sleep. 
I would like to annoy Utsuka a little bit more. Uh, Utsuka did leave uh, because all the patrons have left at this point. Oh, all right, no worries. It's time for sleep. Gunk wants to try to bait the parasite out of beer. That's the oh, yeah, primary yeah, forgot, focus. Well, yeah, like, yeah. I don't want this staying and right. who knows what's going to happen to him oh, if it stays I would be longer. plying him with a lot of alcohol because I'm convinced that that is the way to yeah, do this. No, no, please. Oh, no, one, more, don't. one more, one no, more, one more. No, please. I need him. Look at the big inside. of this I need him aware I, so he Mirren, can direct Mirren, me Mirren, to things. Yeah. I, I will take that. I have finished oh. my shift. I now will take oh, those. Look, another cat over there, Mirren. Oh, where? I'll go find and it. And he closes the door when she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's do a healing check from Gunk. Oh, goodness. Okay, I can... If that's what you really want, I'll take an audience day. I know what I have a lot of empathy right now. I haven't burned it yet. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You shut her out of the room. I mean, you're trying to like do surgery, right? That's what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That I have a couple ideas, but no, this is fine. We just do healing. Can I uh, assist while I'm in there somehow? Yeah, I don't think Beric would appreciate uh, Gunk trying to cut at his arm uh, to look for parasites. So Bacho assisting by holding him down would definitely work. Uh, well, that's not. I mean, if that's if that's the way this is, like, so he's got. The, I, I'm sorry if I misunderstood. That's fine. Uh, go ahead and describe what you want. All right. So I'm under the impression that this bite turns into a parasite, which then kind of grows inside you, very much like face huggery turns into chest burster. Like I, that's sort of how I've been I've been reading this. So, uh, I mean, I pa I passed the healing test. I have I have one success with the healing test. Uh, but uh, I I guess. I was under the impression that if it's been some time, if he did get bit, like maybe it's already kind of growing in him somewhere. And so find a way to get it out of him. But if I'm just Wait, looking at the bite. Let's, uh, let's also add a lore test onto here as you're trying to decipher the uh, life cycle of this parasite. That's much better. I can do that. Uh, okay. There we go. Uh, two successes. Okay. Uh, to remind you of the facts that you know is that this parasite seems to have two different forms of physiology. Um, it has the eel that you've seen that somehow burrows in and either replaces the tongue or it uh, stays in the throat somewhere. But you know that skull like had small eels in like sores on her arm and things like that. She was able to cut it open and an eel came out. Uh, and then you also know the life cycle of the uh, bat-like creature that was in the warren. Uh, that was very different than the eel, but uh, supposedly was the same sort of creature. So you can't necessarily determine whether the eel would be able to lay more eggs by biting or not. But it is definitely a possibility. You could definitely be onto something, and Beeric could be the perfect way to test for that. So we'll say with the successful healing test you got, uh, how invasive do you want to be with this healing test? Extraordinary. I'm down to one empathy. Screw this. I'm very pissed off. <laughs> All right. Uh, so no, Bacho I is... do not have good <laughs> bedside manner. Bacho's basically, Bacho's behind him. He's basically just sinking his weight into him. He's got his muzzle over one shoulder. He's like, bite this stick. <laughs> and he is breaking the stick in half between his jaws. Uh, Gunk, you are trying not to do much damage, but you want to make sure that it's thorough. 
Uh, you're not trying to cause pain, I assume, but you are willing to cause pain if it gets results. Right, of course. Like, I don't yeah, care okay. if pain is a byproduct. I am trying yes. I'm trying to save the world here. I don't care about this man's pain yes. thresholds. 100%. I'm with you. Uh, so you basically cut several gashes along his forearm, uh, probably three or four, trying to miss major arteries. But if it was in the way, it's in the way. <laughs> Through these gashes, you do not find any sort of eggs or eels or anything like that uh as far as you can tell he has not been infected there aren't any signs of like burrowing any sort of trauma from an eel like moving through the flesh that would cause massive bruising at the very least uh you don't find any sort of signs of that you don't find anything uh that seems smaller it doesn't seem to like uh be uh almost uh it's not like scabies or something where it's like incredibly small and uh, subdermal. Uh, as far as you can tell, he's not infected from that point. Okay, so I've got good news and bad news, Bjerik. It good. And news. we can also say before you say that, I'm sorry. Uh, we can also say that Bjerik has passed out from shock at this point. He'll still say it. <laughs> I have good news and bad news for you, Bjerik. Hey, you sleep. Good news doesn't seem you're infected. Bad news is probably going to scar, but. That's cool. You know, scars are cool. Look at Bacho. He's got scars all over. Yeah. Well, I don't he, think yeah, he's okay. affected. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, the furless ones, they can never take pain. He passed out after the second cut. It wasn't even very deep. I didn't. Don't know. Dunk, I can't find the kitty. Dunk, the kitty. Uh, knock, knock, knock. Dunk. It was probably knock, knock, in knock. the rafters. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> climb up into the rafters. That 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 should okay. maybe she'll fall and knock herself out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's start to wrap up this quarter day. I didn't think we'd spend this much time on it, but it's okay. We we've been very thorough, and that's fun. Um, Wolford uh, ushers Ainsworth to the door, uh, and he's kind of like relishing the fact that he has the upper hand in this relationship that she wants him. Uh, so he tells her, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, those sort of things. Uh, I missed you too. Uh, but I, this is my team. I've got to stay with them. I'm sorry. Uh, and he uh, pushes her out the door and bars it. Uh, the five of you then go to the two rooms that Birik, uh told you were available. Uh, Mirren and Zaldrin, you go in one room and there's a, a small bed on either side of the room. Uh, you'll have to deal with each other snoring, but it's not too bad. Bacho, Gunk, and Wolford, you go to the other room, and you realize that it's just one, uh, basically a full-size bed. Wolford immediately looks at this and says, I don't want to be in the middle. Is that a pillow? Uh, there are two pillows. I will take a pillow, and I will sleep on the pillow on the ground, and then the two large ones can take the bed. Oh, good. I thought I'd have to sleep on the ground. I'm. So Thank you, Gunk. If you Bacho, 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 Wolford, he's like, grabs the other pillow and, and, and gets down on the ground next to Gunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, could I, could you perhaps share a pillow and I have the pillow? I, I need a pillow. I've got a back problem. And if I, my head doesn't just lay right on the bed, it, it causes me problems the next day. I'll be stiff all day tomorrow if I don't have a pillow. The Bacho levers himself up. He's like, I can put you to sleep and you won't have to worry about it. Or you can go to sleep on your own. 
you won't hear another peep from me. <laughs> Ghost lies down on the bed. Good night, pack brother. All right. Uh, let's get this rest done. I'm sorry. I had to throw that last bit in there. Uh, it was in my notes, of course. Uh, you get your rest. Uh, we'll move to the next quarter day here. Uh, so it is morning of the next day. Uh, you awake from sounds in the tavern. Uh, Della has most definitely come to at this point. Uh, and she is basically getting breakfast going in the tavern. Uh, you let's actually pull back a little bit. Mirren and Zaldrin, what would it look like while you're sleeping in this room? Would there be anything happening? No. Uh, Mirren is going to be like splayed eagle, arm just way up in the air, probably snoring as loudly as Zaldrin if Zaldrin chooses to snore. Uh, yeah, I, Zaldrin snores. Uh, quite loudly um but i think we've been traveling long enough that that's not going to be a, a bother so no i think there was so, a, a little um sort of uh so now not only do we have wolford in the pack now we've got a female companion of wolford's Oh, Mirren will come to consciousness slightly. That's totally fake. Definitely, I don't. This is no way, Wofer. That's a lie. It was a hallucination. I'll. It will go away when I wake up. That would make much more sense. And before we know it, it's morning. Okay, uh, Bacho Gunk. Is there anything that happens with you two? I mean, Bacho kind of has a very low growl instead of a snore that's uh, you know resonates deep in his chest and his his, his tail just slaps against the floor like every five seconds lightly gunk will fall okay. asleep very quickly he will uh literally just start to kind of enwrap the pillow and he will probably kick a bunch like with his uh with his foot but uh but he will wake up feeling refreshed much better mood as well so you wake up in the morning, you hear sounds coming from the tavern. It doesn't sound like patrons are in there yet, but there's definitely uh, work happening, metal clanging, that kind of thing. Uh, let's go big picture now after we went little picture. Uh, what would you guys like to accomplish today, especially for this for first quarter? Uh, is there anything that you do you want to split up? Do you want to go together? I know we talked about going to the blacksmith today. Do you want that to be the first quarter, second order? What are your plans? I think Bacho, first thing in the morning, would want to sort out his gear because uh, he's looking to, you know, purchase a little bit better armor and, and to pr help protect the pack a little bit better. He's realized that uh, he's going to need something a little tougher. So that would be his first thing. He's like seeing that there's already problems in this town. Potentially, he wants to make sure that he gets done what needs to be done early. Mirren would go with Bacho for that. She's definitely feeling the lack of resources, the freezing outside and the cold nipping. Uh, and Mirren, you actually would not be cold anymore. You spent a quarter day resting uh, in warmth. Uh, Gunk, should we check on the cats or should we do some errands first and give it more time for the cats to I show will check on signs? All of the patients before I leave, just to ensure there is, I want to check on Mildred, Birek, and I would like to also check on the, uh, the the cats and on Della. And then once that is done, I want to visit the Warren because uh, I need to warn them 
Uh, you saw what happened to the last Skraling Warren we came across, and I want to make sure that they are aware that something terrible is happening. And plus, I, uh, I, 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 it's been some time since I have been with, you know, my, uh, my kind, and that weren't taken over by parasites and trying to kill us. So I thought maybe I might get some more news. So that was my plan for today. I actually saw uh, one of my own last night while you were attending to the patients. Uh, there was an orc that came in. Right. Awesome. That's that's cool. I want to do that thing where I pretend that all nooks, you know, orcs know each other. I get that all the time with Skraling. Like we all know each other just because we're Skraling. But but uh, but you made a friend. That is that is wonderful. That I did not see any orcs here. Yeah. He actually seemed disappointed that he was looking for someone, and I was not that person that he was looking for. What was he so, looking for? He didn't uh, give a lot of information, but he. Um, seemed to have something that he was worried about and the parasite was not something that he thought was a danger. There is something worse than this. Oh dear. Like, I need Would you my like coffee. assistance checking on patients? It would be helpful just to hold them down just in case. Beric is going to be very pissed off at me, I think. All right, let's, uh, let's handle this quickly. We're going to uh, just quickly through a bit of narration here. Uh, you can start with Mildred. She'll be the easiest one. Uh, you go in her room and you notice that Beric's not in there anymore. Uh, Mildred is still tied to the bed uh, and you try to check on her as best you can. She's still very hostile. Uh, if you try to uh, like open her jaw, it's clenched shut. Uh, she will not open it. She's not speaking. Uh, she hasn't much improved. Uh, if he kills off another Warren, I'm calling fall. I, I can kill all the warrants I want. I'm the GM. Uh, I can't you're, kill players, but I can kill warrants. kind of racist. You're just <laughs> killing all scrailing here. What are you trying to do here? <laughs> Is it racist if you created the race? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Wow, Mr. Oh. Power Hungry. I am God. I'm about to be racist. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Uh, Cut that, cut that. Uh, <laughs> get it. That's not going on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, so then you uh, go to check uh, for Della. You see that she's in the kitchen working, and Birik is in there as well with a very bandaged arm, and he just scowls at you, Gunk. He is not happy whatsoever, uh, but he continues working. Uh, if you speak to Della a little bit, she would express her thanks for helping. She seems a little... Re uh, regretful that she asked for your help, seeing as it did a bit of damage, but she is glad that you tried to help. Uh, she She's not necessarily resentful. Uh, she just wishes it would have gone better. Uh, as fine. far as you can tell, uh, no one seems to be suffering any more from the parasite with the exception of Mildred, who hasn't gotten better. Uh, same with the cats. If you go in the room that they were herded into, uh, they're cats. You know, they're still uh, just laying about or doing whatever they want. As soon as you open the door, a couple of them try to escape, but you block them with your leg, they go back in. Uh, so if I hear this right, Bacho, Mirren, and Zaldrin want to go up uh, above ground and see the blacksmith, and Gunk, you want to go to the Warren. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. I want to burn uh, the inn down, too. These ingrateful, pink-skinned, furless freaks. Fact. <laughs> They've had their you one did and cut only a chance. dwarf's arm to pieces. So, you know, 
I got a couple bits his around life. his arm in attempt to save his life after this other woman spit That's a freaking giant snake monster <laughs> out of her mouth, and then her his freaking boss eyes rolled back on her head and started talking about the end of world. But hey, go ahead and minimize. <laughs> he didn't have that context though. He didn't see any of that. He came in late. You know, context is important. Then he fell asleep. Uh, Zaldrin, do you want to check on your horses, or are you fine with them being in the stable? Uh, well, I mean, I sound like a bad uh, <laughs> horse owner if I don't go check on them, so... Um, you don't have to. I'm it's fine. Just... You paid for them to be in there. They're going to be uh, guarded and fed. Uh, so yeah, it's your I... call whether you want to... Double check. I would say that I don't actually make a habit of checking in. I would say generally um, when we go back to gather Zen, um, then it means we're leaving. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, we go to the blacksmith. So let's start with the three of you then. Um, you're going to uh, probably go with Wilford and he'll guide you along. Gunk, Wilford will give you directions to the nearest gate so you'll be able to get out and go towards the Warren as well. Uh, but he guides the three of you uh, towards the amphitheater, uh, the stairway, uh, as some people refer to it by either name. You get there, you follow these winding tunnels. Uh, they're dark, there are torches on the walls. Still smells of like the, the decomposition of uh, compost of the, the potato peels. And you get to this amphitheater that it, it opens up a little bit and you can see some light coming in, just the gray light. It's not bright outside. You hear a little bit of rain as well coming through. Apparently, it's not very good weather today. Uh, this amphitheater is mostly buried. Uh, it seems like the uh, the stairway is it, it's sort of pie shaped, but uh, not like a full a semicircle like an amphitheater would be. Uh, it's much more narrow. They haven't bothered to keep much of it clean. Uh, this obviously has not seen much use in a long time, but the fact that it even existed is kind of impressive in some way that a construction like this uh, was made at some point. You don't see any sort of buildings like this anywhere else. It's a real shame that it's buried, it's not been maintained, but there's so much volcanic ash that's come down in the last centuries uh, that you're, you know, 15, 20 feet below ground at this point. There's a bit of a line uh, to get through this stairway. Uh, you have to wait in line. It's not a long line, but as you get up, you do meet a guard. Uh, he is a middle-aged man. He's got a little bit of a beard. He's got a pot helm on, and he looks at you a little bit strangely. You all must be new. I don't see you very often. Mm, we're new. Yep. Do you know the rules? Nope. Fair enough. I'm Elston. If you have any problems, you come directly to me. You pay one silver now. You can be up as long as you want throughout the day. As soon as the sun goes down, you must be back underground or outside of the city. The wood planks are for the elves only, the nobility only. You must walk in the mud. Your shoes will get dirty. Suck it up. I don't care. Don't come complaining to me. It's going to happen. Don't cause Hi. any trouble. If any trouble happens, I will come find you or you should run away. We don't want any heroes up there. 
Speaking of which, if you find hear anything strange, if there are any rumors, we have an arsonist that's been happening recently. There is a reward. If you find the arsonist, come tell me directly. Do not try to take him in. We don't want vigilantes. You are not law enforcement. Just tell me. Understood? Are we all on the same page? What if we find him unconscious? You come tell me. And bring him in. You don't bring him in. You come tell me. How would you know he's the arsonist if he's unconscious? If he fell off a building after lighting it. Then you would come tell me. I understand your rules, pink skin. Don't worry, we don't plan on staying in this hovel that long. All right, fair enough. One silver each. As you uh, give him a silver, uh, he gives you each a uh, metallic badge. Uh, It's been painted a very bright blue, and he just tells you to place it somewhere prominently just to show that you've paid the tax. As you get up, uh, the rain is coming down. Uh, It's not pleasant conditions. You see people that are coming and going. They've all got their cowls up on their cloaks. Uh, They're huddled uh, underneath them as best they can. There are a lot of people that are just walking through mud. It's just puddles at this point from the rain. There are a few people that are walking on relatively well-maintained wooden planks. Uh, and they go uh, along the center of each road, and then they have planks that uh, go off as well to uh, certain buildings and different uh, streets, things like that. Those are high enough that the water and the mud doesn't really go on them. Uh, there can be mud that splashes on them, but they get to keep their shoes clean, their cloaks, cloaks clean, whereas you all are uh, forced to walk in the muck. The buildings up here are entirely wooden with thatch roofs, It's so strange to come from a town underground that was magnificently built. There was such skill and craftsmanship in all of the stone walls and the tile floors uh, and the interior roofs. To come out here and you just see plain wooden and thatch buildings, and this is where the nobility lived, it's very strange. But on the other hand, it is also clean. It smells better up here. Uh, there's not sewage and waste just piled on the streets. You can tell that the buildings are well-maintained. The thatch roofs have been patched. Uh, it doesn't look like there's been any sort of neglect. So on one hand, this is a nicer place to live. And on the other hand, it's just much uglier. Uh, Woford would be happy to guide you uh, towards the blacksmith. Um, Bacho, I'm going to pick on you a little bit. Not really pick on you. I want a scouting roll. Pick away. Pick away. Scouting. Okay. Now that I'm healed up and feeling better, I can do that. Let's see. Five wits. Scouting is two dice. Three successes? Three. That's great. Um, So as you're walking along, uh, you're going through the muck, and it's slow going, and you're trying your best to pick the drier spots, but every time you take a step, you sink a little bit in. Bacho, it's not as big of a deal for you with your paws and claws. For the rest of you wearing boots, it's miserable. The mud sticks to them. It, uh, the water seeps through, uh, and it just kind of puddles inside your boots. It's not fun. Bacho would actually be carrying Mar- Marin on his back so she didn't have to Perfect. walk through it. Thank you, Bacho. What a gentleman. We're back. But- we are. 
you know, Bacho, if I was the arsonist, I think I would burn the walkways first. Ah, I like the way you think, Marin. Right? Yeah. Knife ears are way too soft. Definitely. Also, Mirren, while we're on the subject, uh, you are incredibly hungover. That potato ale does not do well. Uh, Woford said you wouldn't be hungover, and then he said you will be. You definitely are. But Bacha, yeah. with those three scouting successes, uh, you don't feel like you need to be on edge. You're in a safe town. But then you see someone is moving with a purpose directly towards you. They're starting on the wooden planks, uh, so they must be some sort of nobility. Uh as she gets closer, you see she pulls her cowl back and she has a fury on her. And you also see that she pulls a knife from her belt and gets it ready. And she is heading directly at you. You look around. There is no other group she, she could be coming at right now. What are you doing? What is your concern, Elf? Give me a manipulation. Strong suit here, guys. Yeah, that's, uh, Elf. That's a... Uh two on the empathy and a zero dice and manipulation. Can I, so. can I give him a plus would you, one? Would you like an audience? Give a plus die. one for Marin. Uh, yeah. I'll and th- you can okay. take audience if you want. Okay. I'll take uh, I'll take an audience dice and a plus one for Marin. We'll see. Uh, no, no. I'm going to push. I'm going to push. One success and one empathy damage. Okay. So one Bacho's success just is getting... actually not enough on this. Figured. The elf doesn't even respond to you. Uh, And she has the knife ready. And as she gets closer, she reaches out as if she's going to stab at you. Mm -hmm. And I would say Zaldrin at this point, especially with Mirren on Bacho's shoulders, Zaldrin would be positioning herself between Bacho, Mirren, and this individual. And just drawing herself up. Not that she needs to, because she's an orc, but... Yeah, absolutely. So the the three of you... uh, prepare for a fight here uh the knife is coming down and actually an arm comes out from between bacho and zaldrin woford goes to grab it mare this is not the right way and he grabs her arm and with her other arm she just reaches and full-on slaps him as hard as she can he turns that wasn't necessary. And you can see that he's got a massive hand imprint uh, on his face where he's got the missing eye as well. So it definitely had to sting. You bastard. You used me. Mare, we used each other. What are you guys doing? Uh, Macho. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Zaldrin would back up at this point because this doesn't appear to be Bacho or Mirin at risk and so soldier is just gonna kind of like back up and be like you want to slap wolford and you've got some history i don't need to uh take a knife wound for that bacho uh puts his big clawed hand on the back of of wolford's head so his claws are kind of coming over the top of his forehead and he's tapping his skull and he's like wolford's part of the back and you while can't... Bacho is leaning over, Mirin just vomits all down the top of Wolfred's head. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that sort of double team intimidation tactics, uh, she lets go of the knife. Uh, there's a giant wolfkin in front of her. She's just a small elf. You bastard. She wrenches her hand away and then she keeps walking. 
Another friend of yours, Wolford? We were close at one point. I can see that. Leaning forward didn't work well. <laughs> That's all right, Marin. The, the, the rain will wash it off his head. That's good. What did you do to her, Wolford, and is she going to come back for us? You guys continue walking to the blacksmith, and Wolford begins to tell a little tale. It kind of goes back to Dustin. Do you remember that sorcerer that we were mm. going to meet? Um, well, Mayor, she's a sorceress. She's very talented. Um, we were together, and she told me some interesting details about Dustin. And that's when I left to go work for Dustin. Uh, did I mention that, that I worked for Dustin? Mm. Yeah. Uh, we worked for a while. Uh, we were good together. Uh, yeah. And uh, not much came of it. Well, something came of it. Uh, I got those two tablets. Uh, well, the one tablet, and then we found the two tablets. But uh, So something came of it. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, here, we're at the blacksmith. And he you are, knocks at the door. You were saying that you bedded and abandoned your mate for a friend that you betrayed. I think I've got that right. I think uh, some of those details are misconstrued, but uh, we're here. Uh, and uh, you hear the the sounds the chink on ha uh, hammer on anvil, uh, and uh, a dwarf comes and answers the door. He's got very dark skin. Uh, you can tell that uh, he he has a very strong build. Uh, he's got one arm that's just massive compared to the other, but he's also wearing a helm and some leather armor. Uh, as if he used to be a warrior. It doesn't necessarily look like he's prepared for battle. It just seems something that it's more like a custom for him to wear. He opens up the door and he's got a look of hopefulness. And then when he sees you all, uh, he just looks a little downtrodden. Oh, uh, customers. Yes. Come in. Come in. Uh, whatever you need. I've got it. What were you looking? Who were you expecting, Master Dwarf? Oh, uh, nothing. Don't worry about it. Uh, what can I get for you? Are you new here? I haven't seen you before. Mm. Yep. Indeed. I'm looking for better armor and perhaps a helm. The world is a difficult place out there. Well, you're in luck. Uh, Brennan uh, actually hired me for quite a bit of arms and armor, and then, uh, well, his soldiers declined to take them. So I, I've got quite the stockpile. Anything you need, I, I've got it for you. Uh, and you guys yes, can I'm go through some... Sorry, go ahead. Looking to trade out this spear that clearly is not long enough for me. It's my-sized. Looking for one that's more my-sized. <laughs> and you guys can go through the back and forth of uh, purchasing. It takes a while, uh, especially finding uh, armor for Bacho that'll fit uh, and sized correctly. Uh, so you guys are spending a bit of time here, and you're starting to get to know Hayrig a little bit. Uh, he seems friendly enough. He definitely seems a bit distracted. Uh, you spend, uh, uh, by the time you're about to settle up, uh, you're paying him the coin, you've got all your gear. He looks like he's about to say something, then stops, and then says, could I ask of you a favor? You've treated with us very fairly, of course. I don't know if I can trust you. You're new to this town. I don't know you. But on the other hand, I know everyone in this town I cannot trust. So that makes you the most trustworthy people. 
my son is missing and I will pay very well if you can find him. Oh. How long has he been missing? Over a week. Where what? was he last seen? Here in this house. Now, I, I should tell you, my son is, he looks a little strange. You'll definitely recognize him when you see him. Is he not a dwarf? He's more of an adopted son. What is his name? Cole. Whether he responds to that, I cannot promise. And if your son is not a dwarf, what is he? He's a good son. He's just lost his way. And I know no You'll one in this to town would be able to help him. him. If he could just come back, I could help him. I, I fear that he's responsible for some very tragic happenings lately. So he he's likes the arsonist. fire. He is prone to starting fires. You still haven't told me what he looks like. He's got dark hair um, and skin like, the shade of birch oh, wood. Yes, skin, okay. Uh, my height, her height. Closer to hers, but a bit in between. I'm going to be very, very direct with you here. Hey, Rig, is your son a human? No. Is he a dwarf? My son is... He's alive. He is alive. But he's... Is he made of wood? Is your son a puppet? He's not a puppet. He is a construct. I was literally typing that in, in the chat as you said that. <laughs> Good call. So a, con so a sentient construct is loose in the city that you're concerned might be doing bad things and you want him found and brought back to you. I'm going to be honest. This is difficult for me. Like I said, I don't know if I can trust you. I would appreciate if we could be discreet about this. I know that if he's found, they would not be. Yes, I will pay. Uh, they would not be. He needs help. That's all it is. He needs help. I will not get between a father and his, his, his litter. Your pack is your pack. If you want us to find your son, we'll see what we can do. I owe nothing to people that make me walk in mud. I do not mind the walking in the mud. I mind that there are wood for other people to walk in. May we see where he stayed to see if we can maybe find some clue as to where he may have gone within the city or where he, where he may hide? Yes, uh, and he, he shows you around the, the smithy. It's one room. Uh, the the furnace takes up the majority of this room as well, uh, and it it's uh, clay. The chimney goes all the way up through the thatch roof, um, and he shows you various uh, things about how he built him, uh, where he stayed. It was really just a, a partitioned corner, uh, I had a couple cloaks, uh, and he would just, the, the son would stay in that corner. Uh, Hayrig would tell you that he's very attracted to fire, as well as liking to start it. Can you tell us, Hayrig, where the arsonist has struck within the city so we can determine if there's a pattern of movement, which fires were started first and where they were at? I can tell you that I don't think he's 
there there can't be a pattern. He doesn't know anyone. He he's never met anyone other than me. I, I would say it seems that he's just attracted to wherever the fire might be brightest where he's at. So you don't think he's starting the fire, you just think he's attracted to it? I think he makes the fire worse. I don't think it's intentional. He 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 doesn't have that in him. It's not it's an accident. It has to be an accident. Well, can you uh, at least show us where the fires were so we can see if if the locations may indicate a place mm-hmm. that he's hiding, a centralized yes, of course, place. Of uh, also, and, yeah, did go ahead. you make him with the wood from an orchard nearby? Uh, no, I had a carpenter deliver the wood to me. I'm not sure where it came from. And to be fair, he's mostly metal. Uh, the wood I just used for his face. Uh, and we can say that you spend the rest of this quarter day with Hayrig kind of showing you around the town a little bit. Uh, most of the places that have burned, uh, had larger fireplaces. They tended to be the bigger buildings. Um, not necessarily fireplaces, but hearths. Um, so like the, the longer halls that would, uh, house a lot more people, uh, those kind of places tended to be the ones that were targeted which is also partly why no one's necessarily found who did it because there's a lot of people that stay in each of those halls. Um, it helps that it's been so rainy lately that, um, a couple of these fires haven't really caught on. Uh, the wood hasn't burned quite as badly. Uh, but there's definitely been at least three or four of them. It seems like the, the boy is starting a fire every other day, at least. Okay. So you're, you're got to my next question. So every other day or so at a minimum, um, and are the fires started at night or? Yes. All the fires have happened at night. Uh, as far as Hayrig knows, no one has seen Cole. Uh, he hasn't seen him since Cole left. Uh, so it seems that Cole stays, uh, at, uh, inactive during the day. And then you would also learn throughout this process that Hayrig only had Cole for a couple days before Cole left. Hey, Rick, if we're to find Cole, we may need to be able to be up here and active at night. Is there some way that you can make that happen? Oh, uh, that's asking quite a bit. The passes are pretty strict. I'll I'll talk to Ailston. I'll see what I can do. Maybe I can tell him that you're working for me. Uh, you're bringing coal. That I always need more coal, and sometimes it has to be delivered late. So... I'll speak to him and see what I can do. Or if you know uh, maybe another way into the top side. I'm not one for skullduggery. I wouldn't know any sort of extra ways through the gates. And Marin, I don't want to be caught up here at night by the guard without a pass. If we risk much for, we we need to be able to move freely up here at night if we're going to look for this construct. That's good point so let's uh cut here and go to gunk uh gunk you went directly to one of the gates that leads out of the city um and there are several trails that uh go various directions the the town is where most people come to sleep and it's where they stay during the darkness but they definitely have to come and go there's a lot of supplies that have to come through so trails have been worn down uh wolford gave you general directions to the warren it's not close, but it's also not far. It is the most well-traveled trail, 
And you can also see that there are several wagons that come and go, uh, not wagons, sleds, uh, the, the various kinds that you saw like stick, you know, plowing through. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, tracks that are easy to follow. As you start uh, crossing over a hill to this warren, uh, you'll be able to see the whaling camp nearby. Uh, it's uh, basically a coastal village close enough to the town that if reavers ever attacked, the people could retreat to the town walls. But all the boats are out there. It's where most of the fishermen stay, so they're near their work. Uh, and there's a lot of buzz and activity that happens there. Any sort of goods that are transported by boat come from there, and then they're uh, pulled up to the town. You continue on, and you have you you said you have not been to Terran before, right? Correct. Yeah, I haven't been here. Okay. Uh, so this Warren uh, is entirely new to you. As you get closer, you see the buzz of scrailing is unlike anything you've seen before. There are so many of them here. Whereas Terran is almost a ghost town. Like it, it can hold so much more population than it actually has. This Warren is bursting at the seams. Uh, as you get closer, these scrailings are almost like moving on top of each other to try and get through. Uh, at each of these entrances in and out of the Warren, there's constantly scrailing coming and going. And they're just pushing past each other. They're not even waiting for one to come out and the, before the next one goes in. Uh, even the sleds that are being pulled out, scrailing are completely willing to just jump on top of the sled to climb over it as it's being pulled out and they go the other direction. Um, as you're used to, there's no real concept of personal space, personal property. Uh, it's communal, but not in the sense that it's uh, positive. It's just how you grew up. It's not like it's benevolent, but if there's something there and you need it, you use it. Uh, that's just a scrailing culture. What specifically are you trying to do here? Uh, so I, I think he has a couple tasks in mind um, in no particular order. I think you would like to talk to the rat king uh he is he feels an obligation uh to his people to warn them about what's potentially coming for Terran, even if the humans won't listen maybe the scrailing will i would guess he probably thinks that they probably won't uh listen but it, you know regardless he, he would still want to try uh so that's one thing uh i think the other thing you would want to do is get more news because the two that he talked to stick and and uh Chit, Chit. um didn't really they they were dumb uh so i want to see if i can find more intelligent uh scrailing that's funny they thought you were dumb they are incorrect i am quite uh it is uh, you might say that is my uh superpower it's my wits uh so i'm uh, yeah i'm gonna see if i can speak to some others and just sort of get a you know, just trying to get some some basic rumors, lay of the land, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the Rat King because you might be able to accomplish both with him. Um, so you start heading into the Warren. No one stops you. Uh, you're a Scrailing. They're all Scrailing. You tend to have more gear and equipment than most of them. Most of them are wearing rags. They're not really carrying much. It helps them move around easier in the Warrens. But there are a few like you that are a little bit more overburdened. So you're not really standing out much either. Um, you can easily ask directions and the, the scrailing will, uh, not even question why you don't know where anything is. They just kind of give you directions as they're still moving away as if they can't even be bothered to stop. But you make your way through this Warren 
you go deep underneath the earth. This warren goes much deeper than any other warren that you've seen. And as you're going down, you can see the different layers of earth. You can see that there are like different uh, layers of ash and soil. Uh, there are different types of rock as you go deeper. And you can almost see the history of this warren as they continued to build it as the ash fell. They continued to raise the warren up. Uh, but they continue. They also still use the warren that was down below that started there. Right. So in my yeah. So in my backstory, like one of the things that we've covered is like he, he when he where he's from the warren specifically did this similar things except it was more of like we shut off the the lower levels like the older the older warrens like we and we kept getting closer and closer to the surface so i would say he might have been in a place that's gone as deep but didn't get as populated as that it was just more of like he's not used to them being willing like the places where he was like they just shut off shut off like exploration they wouldn't let us look below that kind of thing yeah, you're exactly right there, uh, because like you said, the warren you were at, they they shut it off. This warren has so many scrailing that they need the space. Uh, they're just constantly expanding, and you can see that they're like constantly pulling uh, baskets and buckets of soil from different places. They're going wider as well as uh, deeper, uh, just continuing to expand. Something about this warren, it's just an exploding population. Eventually, you get to... Uh, a den of sorts. It's still got five, six different entrances in and out, uh, but it's a circular room. Uh, and you see that there is an older Skraling, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean much for Skraling. They don't live as long as humans do. Uh, but he's got the, the white whiskers, the white fur, and he's got like all sorts of ceremonial gear draped about him. To a human, this would be nothing valuable. But to a Skraling, it's magnificent. You know, it's all sorts of amulets and talismans, and you would be able to see these and you would know the history behind them. You would know the meaning behind them, like what this charm is supposed to do, that sort of thing. Uh, he's got a sort of a walking stick. It's very jagged and curved. Uh, it wouldn't actually support any weight, but there's a sort of authority to it. The fact that he's holding it, you know that he is the Rat King. And around him are... Uh, 15, 20 pups, just uh, child scralings. Uh, and he's telling a story and it's got a sort of melody to it, almost as if he's singing it, but he, he is, it's a spoken story. The melody kind of gives it a cadence, which you would know helps the memorization. The, the fact that he has a sort of verse makes it easier to tell the story again. And these pups are hanging on it every word they are just entirely enraptured in it. it it's almost as if there's a magic happening a sort of spell that's being enchanted here uh and it kind of brings you back it, it gives you nostalgia for your younger days a little bit more peaceful days and at the same time it reminds you of the power that you have now knowing that you could almost enchant in the same way you've achieved uh so much in your life uh, that you would be capable of this, the things that you would have never been able to do as a young pup. After a while, his story ends. The The pups start going different ways. There's no actual parents watching them or anything. They just start scurrying about. Uh, and you would get an opening where you could go up and speak to him. Uh, and so I will. Uh, Trip, uh, Gunk didn't have a good childhood in fact actually like like he was specifically kind of outcast okay, he was sort of yeah so like i would say 
seeing seeing this is probably causing him more anxiety than anything. The fact that there are so many people and that they're all here and he was left behind by his, uh, by his warn when they, when they fled probably for good reason. So it is sort of a weird, I'm just jabbing at you then. I'm sorry. Yeah. So like, yeah, like he's, he's, this is probably more of like an, like the fact that he's doing this, he's like, he's proud of himself probably like that. He's willing to do this, but at the same time he feels like this obligation so he will uh, deferentially, as best he can, like, pardon me, uh, your honor, uh, holiness. Scud. Scud. You're Scud. Uh, I am Gunk. Uh, I am uh, I am a, uh, 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 I am new to the war and I'm a visitor. I have, I've come uh, with news of import uh, that I wish to share uh, with the scrailing uh, of Terran and also... Uh, to perhaps exchange uh, information, if that is uh, uh, possible. Information is my profession. W- oh. What news do you have? You're you're new to the Warren. I I am a visitor in Terran. I am a, a a traveler. I am here with uh, my pack, and uh, I am. We are in Terran visiting, and I wanted to see uh, my people uh, and warn them of uh, of dangers that loom large. On the horizon. Of course. You're welcome to stay. We don't turn anyone away here. Not, uh, I, yeah, I will hold you to that. Uh, so, uh, first, I, I, I must warn you, uh, I, uh, uh, well, of two things. Uh, 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 well, first, uh, I don't know where to start. I should have planned this. I'm sorry. Uh, there is a... Uh, Take a moment. A, a, Take a moment. Okay. Gather your okay. thoughts. It's fine. Right. Usually There's no whenever, rush. whenever I'm in tunnels with other scrailing, they're either trying to kill me or eat me or something. Or, okay, anyhow. Don't worry, is, I already had breakfast. Do, what? Oh, that is joke. Okay, good. Okay. I, I'm not hungry. You, I'm not going to eat you. You are safe. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, there is great uh, illness, uh, uh, infection, uh, uh, sickness that is spreading uh, the surface uh, dwellers. And uh, uh, while it might seem as though this might not have uh, any impact on Skraling, who live within our warrens, I am regretful uh, to inform you that it is not the case that there was an entire warren uh, outside of the town of Rochdale that has fallen uh, to this infection. And... We have seen fallen. evidence. W- yes. What do you mean, fallen? They were infected by a, a parasite. Uh, there was a, a leader there, to the name of Skull, who she. Um, I've heard of Skull. She was taken. They had over. many refugees from Rochdale. There, you said that she's taken over. Yes, it was not a peaceful transition. Many Skraling came here. We are a she, bit of a refuge. She was not in her right mind. She was infected with uh, an ancient species of some kind, I think. Uh, a parasite that uh, took over her mind, controlled her thoughts, turned her to uh, darkness. And uh, she uh, ruled with such uh, malice. And uh, I'm pleased to hear that some of the Rochdale uh, Skrailings made it out alive. Uh, uh, but uh, she has been dealt with. She is not of, of the concern specifically. But that very infection, that very species that is invasively taking over 
uh, on the land uh, is responsible for her in the Rochdale, uh, Warren. And we have seen signs that it is here now in Terran. Give me a manipulation check. And I'm going to say plus two here uh, because you dropped the right keywords for him. He's already had refugees come through and you mentioned Scud. All right. I will take a bonus die. Okay. That's all right. Uh, okay. Uh, two successes. Boom. Nice. Okay. Perfect. You can see there's a, a look of grave concern. Uh, he asks you more specific details, specifically about the Warren. Uh, he has you tell the entire story from start to finish. Uh, as you mentioned, the is there anything you don't don't mention? I should ask. Uh, I will tell him everything, but I will be very. Um... I'll be, I, I will withhold or very reluctantly uh, admit uh, that we basically killed a bunch of the infected Skraling. I will stress this was right. the last word. It's not what we wanted to do, of course, but they, it, it had to be done. And when you get to that part, he can sense your anxiety and he almost tries to calm you uh, as if he understands that you had no choice. It was for the, the good of the war and for the good of all scrailing. Um, he definitely has a look of grave concern. And then he starts to ask what you think they could actually do to prevent this from happening again. Oh, I, I, I we, you need to be more careful with, with what you scavenge, especially uh, when it is uh, creatures, you know, when you are taking uh, strays for uh, for food, uh, or if you are spending uh, time, uh, uh, you know, getting the carcasses that have been left out in the sun, it, these things, uh, be very careful because they, they these creatures hide within, and uh, look out for they are very uh, they're, they're very small bites. So if you get look for for wounds with uh, with with tiny little dots like a uh, like the size of a very small snake but circular on 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 people's uh, on people's bodies look out for that and then um anyone who is I will Ill, tell as many scrailing as I can this is of grave concern but I am worried that I won't be able to tell enough there are so many of us we don't have laws like the humans do uh if a Skraling wants to scavenge, they scavenge. I can only warn them, but I, I cannot enforce anything. Yes, yes, of of course, of of course, I I I I understand. But but you are the Rat King. You can inspire them. You can convince them with your with your words. I saw what you did with the pups. Adult Skralings are no different. You can reach them as well, and they would be. You could you could persuade them that for the time being at least uh, especially before the dark the dark the week of darkness uh, they need, need to be more careful i will i will begin telling the story i will tell the story to everyone i can what would help is if i i shouldn't even ask this but if we had one of these skaden did you call it yes if we could prove if we could show what to avoid, obviously not alive, that would be so dangerous. But if you could bring one dead that I could show and 
teach with, to inspire and maybe coerce people into scrailing into avoiding. I can do this. I'm very good at this. I have captured uh, like four maybe. Uh, and we, we just uh, removed one from a woman uh, in, in the all-seeing eye. It's a, something about the potato. I don't remember the name, but it, it was a very frustrating night. That is a different story. Potatoes. We, we grow plenty of potatoes if you wish them. We, we oh. grow enough for the whole town. Excellent. That is, yes. Okay. Well, yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I will see. I will see if I can find you another. And I have heard rumors. Oh, the orchard. Stay away from the orchard as well. Uh, there are rumors of bats that uh, these creatures can evolve into. Uh, and, and, and do not visit the orchards if, 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 if your people visit the orchards. Please. Well, you are in luck there. Most Grayling do not go to the orchards. As we've heard rumors lately, stories have been told that they are cursed, uh, especially in recent weeks. Uh, several Grayling that went there never returned. Oh, no. Uh, cursed orchards. That is... Uh, and it's oh. we're Grayling, so sometimes Grayling just disappear they they go to a different warren they decide to travel but some families are very concerned about their loved ones uh, yeah we, we my my pack we 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 were thinking perhaps of visiting the orchards to to uh, for, oh, for I, this other I cannot issue. stress enough that you should not do that it would be incredibly dangerous Oh yes, but I let me tell you about my pack. First, my uh, my fur brother uh, Bacho, he's the strongest and most powerful warrior I have ever seen. That uh, it is, he he is amazing. He would he he could he could take an army down if he gets hungry or angry enough or hangry enough. But but, but and then and then Zaldrin, she's a master of horses and she's a master of spear. And then Mirin, Mirin's just really cool and she drinks lots of well. She's just, she's like me, very small, but uh, she's, she's cool. She's cool. Trust me. We got this. As, as you're describing your pack, uh, you can almost see that he's, he's a little bit mouthing the words uh, as if to cement them in his memory. Uh, that's his entire profession is to remember things. So as you're telling the story, as you're mentioning the pack, uh, you can see that he's very focused on you. Uh, almost hyper-focused. Even as Skraling are coming through, they're making noise, nothing pulls his attention away from you. And you, you mentioned the, the three members of your pack, and he says, just the three, is there anyone else? Uh, yes, that is. There is Wilford as well. He is an acquired taste, but he has a good heart? Question mark? Questionable heart. I will remember that. He is. He's the roadie. Exactly. He is. He is growing on us like a fungus. All right, uh, Gunk. You have definitely made an impact on them. Uh, he's definitely concerned. How much uh, of his influence will actually make a difference is questionable. But uh, being an elder, being able to tell stories like that. There's definitely a good chance uh, that you're going to uh, be able to spread the word. Is there anything else you want to accomplish uh, from this? Yeah. So uh, in, in this particular conversation or just by being in the Warren? Either. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think one of the other things that Gunk was probably looking to do is do some training, try to figure out like because like 
it's been a long time since he's spent with Scrailing, and Scrailing have a knack for scavenging, packing, moving things. And so it's been a long while since he's sort of been amongst those, you know, and kind of remember some of those traits from he was younger. And so he's probably trying to do a little bit of training and specifically like the, the pack rat talent, just trying to like refresh my memory on how to move more quickly, how to move more light, you know, with, with, with greater yeah. lightness and that kind of stuff. Well, you're in luck. Uh, because as you're speaking to Scud, uh, you hear uh, the rumble of a sled coming through, and you see your good buddy Stick uh, pulling the sled. And he perks up at seeing you. It's the tunnel guy, and I'm not a newt. You hey. must have. Did you leave the tunnel to get to this tunnel? Sure. Did man. you see the sun for once? Right. It's bright. Yeah. Hey, it's not dudes. that bright. It's covered with clouds. It, it's obviously your first time seeing it. It would be bright for someone who lived in a tunnel their whole life. Right, man. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to look over at the Rat King just to see how he's reacting to Stick approaching. Uh, at this point, uh, you're as soon as Stick started talking to you, you completely lost the Rat King's attention. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And he started moving off to something else, uh, something else that he's hyper-focusing on. A stick is the woofer to scrailing, I fear. <laughs> uh, so Stick would then uh, extend an offer for you to uh, help him with his sled, and he would show you all the professional scrailing tips on how to pack a sled properly and yes. how to uh, perfectly organize and Tetris uh, all these baskets of potatoes and compost uh, to make it the easiest to carry. Uh, so you can count that as your training and you can make awesome. your wits roll for that. Awesome. Uh, we're coming close to time, but let's cut back to the other three. Uh, we are, we're going to say that that was the morning quarter. Uh, so we're moving into afternoon. Uh, is there anything you guys would like to start doing? We're not going to be able to do the whole quarter right now. Um, who, sorry, remind me again, what the name of the guard that we were supposed to ask everything to again. Ailston. Uh, Mirren would go and, and try to find Ailston uh, to ask if there was uh, sort of a barracks or a training ground around where she could now with a new longbow practice and maybe get some tips from an archery master. At first, Ailston would be very annoyed that you're asking about questions about the guards. Uh, but you're a very likable halfling. And let's be honest, most humans aren't intimidated by halflings. Uh, so he kind of would almost treat you as a bit of a, a child and like assume you have childlike curiosity yeah, uh, and think that this is just a hobby for you more than anything. Huh. Uh, and at that point, uh, he himself would be happy to give you some tips on how to use the longbow. So I just, if you can, because I know I, I can shoot and then shoot again, but I can't do the hands right, please. Oh, well. It's a little different for you because you're so short, but you, you need to have... I am very tall sometimes. I'm sure you're tall for your people. Um, you need to have your grip just a little bit higher, and you see how you're holding it in the back of your palm? You need it to be in the front of your palm. You really mm. want to use those finger muscles. Uh, no, no, the other hand. The other yeah. hand. Yeah, uh, we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Have you shot a bow before? Yeah, of course you have. Um, I, yes. I and we'll be good. able to say <laughs> we'll be able to say that uh 
between uh, these tips here, uh, you'll be able to train a bit more with the longbow. Uh, did you need to make a wits roll for that, or were you just a... Uh, well, I'm hoping that I can bypass the wits roll if he has fast shooter as a talent. Uh, and oh, yeah. It, with the training, you, you don't necessarily need the wits roll, do you? I forgot yeah. the rules there. Uh, yes. Uh, and we'll also bypass the one silver that costs for a teacher. Same with you, Gunk. Uh, because uh, you already paid him your, your silver. He's not going to charge you for the time. Okay. Uh, and there are a couple other guards uh, at the stairway, too, that he he seems happy <laughs> enough to let them do the work uh, while he's messing around with you. Yeah, that's that's uh, Zaldrin and Bacho, is there any sort of training you wanted to do with this quarter day? No, but Bacho would be scouting around the town trying to find a likely location that Cole might strike next. You know, looking at hearth size and where the other fires were and seeing if there's any kind of indication of what's a likely location that he might try to hit i would like a scouting role for that and because i kind of cheated you out of your three successes from your previous scouting role take a plus one all right i will do that okay so five wits two scouting plus one one two successes but i'm gonna push it because i don't have any ones at the moment Okay, four successes in total. Four successes, wow. Okay. And no damage. So to start with, uh, you're looking for basically sources of heat and fire. Um, you're also looking at the places that have been set on fire or have been fully burned. Some of them are thatch houses that are just, uh, they're they're just burnt timbers now. There's nothing left. Uh, it's just like the, the ribs of this house and the, the roof is entirely collapsed. Others uh, are damaged walls and maybe some some thatch has gone up, but most of it is still uh, secured. You would see people that are repairing the thatch right away. Uh, a little bit of uh, carpentry is happening. They The people here definitely seem concerned about fixing it quickly. Uh, as you're going about looking at these places, they don't necessarily have a pattern. Most of them are on the same quarter of the town. Uh, the town itself is just a big square, and it's cut into four sections. Most of them seem to be in the same section. Uh, as you're going through there, the most, the biggest fireplace that you've seen that's still standing uh, is a mead hall. Uh, it's not necessarily a lord's hall. It's more of a community hall, uh, a place where uh, feasts happen occasionally. Not like the grand feasts where everyone would go to the lord's hall, uh, but for smaller festivities, smaller community gatherings. Uh, that's where a lot of people would go. There is a large hearth that runs through the majority of that hall. And even from a distance, you can see the smoke coming out of uh, the, the opening in the thatch roof. As you're looking at this hall with your four successes, uh, you're going to see uh, footprints in the mud. These footprints are very short and small, almost like halfling-sized feet. But the strange thing is, is that they're incredibly deep. There's weight to them. It almost makes it seem like they're someone was walking on stilts because there, there's so much weight that's just been compressed into this mud. Uh, but it is definitely a foot shape. Uh, it's not like a, a wooden shape like it would have been stilts, but it, there's just something about it that just, it's off. It's like the weight of a human in a child-sized foot. 
Like a uh, see, iron construct? <laughs> very well could be. Uh, with four successes, that would be a very safe bet. Uh, and you see some of these uh, tracks are around uh, various points of the quarter. You don't necessarily know which way uh, they end uh, because with the rain coming down, it's washed away a lot. It's difficult to follow. There's still traffic that's coming through that's uh, messed them up. But you find these tracks at various points in the town, and there's quite a few of them around the Mead Hall as well that you were just looking at. Uh, it's a very safe bet that this construct has been around there. Okay. Uh, Zaldrin. Uh, I'm sorry, Bacho, did you have another follow-up question? No, but he would he would just go back to Mirren and Zaldrin and explain what he thinks is the likely next target for Cole. So before he does that, we'll, we'll go ahead and say that happens. But Zaldrin, mm -hmm. is, is there anything else you wanted to be doing? Uh, any sort of training or downtime? Oh, you're muted. Uh, so Zaldrin is going to... Um, she's going to try to work on her firm grip. But basically, she's just going to try to find like a group of like kids or something that are hanging around. And she's going to like... Um, because we we already got our our new equipment from yes hey right you went to the blacksmith you got your spear okay and so she's basically just gonna be like yeah try to take it out of my hand yeah try to take it out of my hand and <laughs> just like have this like group of kids that are all just like trying to like get the spear out of her hand uh so there's a group of kids uh it, it's still pouring rain uh but it's lightened up a bit at this point and the kids are playing in the mud. Uh, there's a couple of them, uh, that are incredibly filthy and a couple that are like staying on the wooden planks and they're like nervous to get muddy. Uh, you can tell the difference. The, the muddy ones are humans. And then the, the cleaner ones are, uh, elven children, uh, how mm, childlike they actually are. They could be 75 years old for all, you know, uh, but they, they're definitely a bit standoffish, uh, as you go through it becomes a bit of a tug of war and the kids are loving it because the mud makes everything uh, slippery. So they can't actually gain any traction with the spear. Uh, let's go ahead and make a might check here. Uh, just for fun. Uh, all right. So that's, Oh, goodness. I need another one of those and one of those. All right. Uh, I'm going to push. That is no successes on the initial roll. Uh, ew, well, that is one strength, uh, one willpower, one strength damage, and one success. All right. Um, it's so uh, wet and slick out that there's a point where you're almost tumbling as well. Uh, and the mud kind of splashes up on you, but they're children. You're obviously going to be able to uh, be stronger than them. There's a point where a, a child elf uh, actually steps into the mud uh, for the first time after you're uh, testing yourself with these kids. And one of the other elves uh, kind of says, Austin, what are you doing? Go, you're going to get in so much trouble. And he looks back. I'm going to beat this orc. He comes up and he pulls on the spear as strong as he can. 
Uh, and it's pitiful compared to you. Uh, even the other human children were doing much better. So you were kind of like prepared for the, the strength of the other children and you pull hard enough that he just flies forward and flat on his face <laughs> and he begins sobbing, uh, just crying as uh, it's so loud that it's actually coming up, uh, it, echoing over the sounds of the rain. Uh, and you also see some other elves on the planks that are looking towards you with fear and concern, maybe a bit of anger. What are you doing? Zaldrin's just going to stay put and just say, uh, this, this, this one uh, thought he was a bit stronger than he is and uh, went a little face first. One of the elves uh, comes up uh, and uh, sorry, one second. He's uh, got a mustache goatee, uh, short curly hair, uh, very dark skin, and a very stern look. How dare you lay hands on the son of Gideon Brennan? I laid no hands on anyone. That is Austin. He is fourth in line for the throne. You have just all the better for him to learn. Thrown him in the mud. And Zaldrin is just sort of not going to sort of step down, but not necessarily engaging a whole lot, just kind of seeing what's going to happen. Like he thought he was a bit stronger than he was. He uh, learned that he is not as strong as he thought he was. I met no will will. With this sort of back and forth, a crowd begins to gather. Uh, most of them humans in the mud, but there are several elves on the wooden planks that are very upset as well. Uh, and the man that's speaking to you has not left the wood either. If that child is hurt, you will be hung. And she just sort of looks over the kid. You hurt? He is still crying, uh, but he's like on his knees now and he, he pulls up and the sobbing's not nearly as loud, but he's still just covered in mud. And he looks up. I'm tough. You are. If you keep practicing, you'll get stronger. You're just not there yet. And I'm she'll stronger kind of than you. I just slipped. You did. This is true. And she'll offer like an open hand. He just slaps your hand away, uh, gets a little bit of mud on you, and starts to scramble through the mud. And once he makes his way back to the wooden planks, uh, he starts just uh, running as quickly as he can. And he actually... Yeah. <laughs> I, I rolled a one on that. Uh, he slips on one of the wooden planks and just uh, goes sprawling once again into the mud just kind of slides off into the mud before he uh, gathers and keeps going the crowd around you is still very much concerned uh they're more interested in what's going to happen to you than the actual safety of the child but we're going to go ahead and end here for the night good session guys i enjoyed that a lot i had a lot of fun i uh, enjoyed Great. digging into your characters Great place to leave me hanging. Is anybody else with me? I don't think anybody else is with me. 
<laughs> Noah, Mirren is training with her bow. <laughs> Bacho is looking at the mead hole. Gunk is in the Warrens. To be fair, you literally just walked up to a bunch of kids on the road and be like, hey, <laughs> try to take this weapon off of me. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I think you get arrested for that nowadays. <laughs> you could have been beating up guards with me. <laughs> I could have beating up guards with you. And I was like, what's the more interesting way to work on firm grip? So but, I went the more interesting route. And, and and now we get to go into a trial. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's great. I, I love you know, it. I love yeah. it. Uh, I got learning develop a about elf culture, now, but that's okay. Here. Don't worry. I'll, uh, I'll work on the. I'll see if I can get myself up to unlimited parry, <laughs> and then we'll just fight our way out of the town. <laughs> that's all it would take. Uh, let's do some shout outs. Aaron, what's going on with Garblag? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what's going on with Garblag the rest of the week. I don't think we've got a game tomorrow. On Thursday, uh, Ben may be starting Dune, or he may have one more session of Fallout. I am not 100% sure. But Thursday night, Garblag North America, this I do know. Jeff and I will be uh, going back to a galaxy far, far away. Uh, some Star Wars Edge of Empire will be diving into a short campaign uh, of that. So that'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't actually played... Uh ffg star wars in almost three years now uh so it'll be interesting to see how you guys do a take on it it was before mandalorian even existed uh, that is the that's the time period that uh, matt has set this in is is the mandalorian time frame right, so after right. the fall of the empire so should be fun uh so jeff what's going on here with ollie gaggers yeah man uh friday is there an extreme uh where aaron is going to kill all of us <laughs> uh, in various horrible, terrible ways, uh, as we're going to be playing Conan uh, 2D20 from Modiphius. Uh, Saturday, we are going to be doing a one ring where we get to find out whether or not Melissa survives as we left on the cliffhanger. Where she was, she's, We were literally going to start with a healing roll, and they're out of audience dice. I burned through so many audience dice uh, with that I wasted with a lot Nazgul. of them. Yeah, and so <laughs> I'm not allowing any of them because you didn't have any, and so you don't get any at the start. So oh, damn, I was gonna, gonna I, was, I was gonna throw a thousand uh, bits at you there, but I guess uh, maybe for your next character, Melissa. <laughs> exactly. Like there's there's got to be for the next character. Uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be Saturday. Uh, next Monday, we're back to Holler for Savage Worlds, where Tracy Sizemore is once again going to be sitting in the shift boss seat, uh, continuing her uh, her Hollow Oak scenario that she's running the players through as a little interlude to our Blasted Beauty campaign. Uh, and then obviously on Tuesday, we'll be back for more Forbidden Lands. Uh, but you should also go ahead and check out the YouTube channel, Adventures in Lollygagging. Search for it over there. We have all sorts of other games from Mothership to Hunter uh, to Vason in the old days when we first started, and Mutineer Zero and Alien. We got tons of free league games uh, if that's your style. Uh, but if that's that is, is that it, Stephen? You got any any that's final all I words got. of wisdom? You want to flirt with yourself some more? Or do you want to do you want to act uh, like a scorned lover to yourself? Or I mean, Gunk wasn't flirting with me enough, so I had to throw it in there myself. <laughs> well, don't worry, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some flirting on Friday with Grandmother Wisp if uh, she makes another appearance. If I survive, oh for sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll try to seduce. Can I, can I roll to seduce the giant snake that's about to eat us? Is that a thing? You, you can definitely roll for it. <laughs> I, I can. I won't. <laughs> don't think I'm gonna pass. Uh, Anything is possible. All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, raid. Uh, looks like we're going to do quests and chaos. They're playing some D&D, so go ahead and follow the raid and have a great night. Steven, thank you for running this. This is awesome. It's a lot of fun. 
And uh, thanks everyone for hanging out and uh, throwing out some bits and such. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye.